Welcome to Redefine Reality, where we trade raw stories that activate your soul to courageously lead you to a healthier, happier, more authentic, and magnetic you. I'm your host, Rita Pira, a Middle Eastern Christian woman that broke free and created a new reality. By defying the societal and cultural expectations that we were programmed to obey, you'll see and feel the magic of the universe as you allow your soul to play and lead the way. Despite the fear of judgment, failure, and even being seen, you'll take courageous action and manifest your wildest dreams. My intention is to inspire you to be free and do whatever you're lit up by and guided to, to get you to stop doubting and start believing in yourself and find your way to abundance and optimal health, to elevate your environment and reach and embody enlightenment, to release the guilt and shame and rewire your subconscious brain, to light a fire under your ass and get you out of your own way at last, moving you straight into action and mastering the law of attraction. My ultimate goal is for each episode to activate your soul, to trust your intuition and know that you are whole, so you can live your purpose and make an impact and shed all the layers of what's holding you back and dimming your light because it's time that you rewrite your life story. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Redefine Reality. It is season five, episode six, become the master of your mind and language patterns to claim your power. So yes, I'm late and I know I promised I'd be consistent with this. It's not like I didn't have time or I didn't want to. Every day, every minute of the day, it was on my mind. And it was something you won't even believe it if I told you. Like you you would completely doubt what I would tell you, honestly. It's interesting though, isn't it? How we can let things get in the way of our commitments. Like we let ourselves avoid what really needs to get done. And we let ourselves off the hook. Like we are so good at keeping our word to other people, but not to ourselves. And we'll let ourselves get busy with things that like don't even matter. Like for example, when I have some shit that really needs to get done, suddenly I'm Martha fucking Stewart and I'm redecorating my entire place and cleaning every nook and cranny and reorganizing. And like, I don't even have my own place anymore right now since I went nomadic in September after Burning Man, but I'm over here doing everything but my podcast. I'm like legit cleaning and redecorating the entire kitchen for the last couple of hours where I'm staying at. So it's like, I want it to look and feel like it's straight out of a magazine. And, but if you're hearing some weird ass noises, it's like the heater and probably the dishwasher. But anyway, do you want to know, you want to know why I was avoiding recording this? I feel like you said yes. So I'm going to tell you, it's so stupid. I swear. It's so ridiculous. I've been avoiding recording because I don't like for people to hear me record. I like to be alone. What? I know, I know. So yeah, I'm here at this house in San Diego, reunited with my dog Frankie and my long lost love that I thought I would never speak to again. And I found myself not wanting him to hear me. And it's so ridiculous, like beyond ridiculous because I'm gonna be recording in a studio where there's gonna be plenty of people around me and I love being on stages and I was even wanting to do an episode with him for Valentine's Day since he's like the world's best relationship coach. So where the fuck is the logic in any of that? There is none. It's just my little old fear coming back from my little primitive survival brain trying to keep me safe. But safe from what? 
it's like sabotaging me, right? Have you ever avoided something that you knew you should do because you were feeling shy or insecure about it? Maybe like doing it in front of people or what people would think. Yeah, I feel you there. It'd be so cool if you sent me an email telling me about that. I would love to hear it. Okay, so let me tell you what I did to get my ass to this microphone. I went to the mirror and I hyped myself up, like literally standing in the mirror. And I was like, wait, why am I worried about anyone hearing me record? This is actually a good thing. He gets to hear me and probably going to turn him on because I'm hilarious and fun and really fucking good at this. And I want for him to listen to my podcast. And now he gets to hear me create the magic as is being recorded. Like what? So I like completely flipped it and I held a vision. (laughs) This is really funny. I can't believe I'm telling you this. I held a vision of him watching me like without me knowing he's watching me and then like I catch him watching me and he's smiling at me as he's like watching me record because not only in this moment would he be feeling excited and happy for me but he's also probably like I said a little turned on too. So after that, I felt good about doing it. And so here I am doing it. But you can probably sense my tonality is a little bit different. It's because he's sleeping and also probably because I still low-key don't want him to hear me. Um, Also because I'm talking about him. So shh. Anyway, I wanted to do a special Valentine's Day episode with my boo thing, especially because you know, the whole expert in the relationship space thing, but he doesn't want to be public with our situation, which is fine. It's fine. But I feel like, you know, we'd break the internet and make millions if we tag teamed some shit, but whatever, it's coming. I saw a vision of it, but for now it is what it is. So yeah, I'm actually, it's really fine because, and I'm not just saying that, I swear to God, because I'm deactivating my social media, like as of this recording for like a long time. I don't know. We'll see how long, but I'm focusing 100% on this podcast and writing my book and creating my courses and updating my journal. Um, Yeah. And I, by the way, I gave my journal out for free. I don't know if you're on my email list, but if you were, you got my journal. So if you're not, get on it. Um, Send me an email at Rita at RitaPira.com. Okay. And I'll only be communicating with you through the podcast and emails and texts. I'm going to set up this whole text thing. So if you haven't already, send me your name, email, and phone number so you don't miss out on what's coming and all the free things I'm giving out because I will not be on Instagram or anything like that for a minute. Oh, and the only other way to be in my energy and really be in the know is by joining my membership, Redefine Reality, or the group coaching, or both. And you can learn more at RitaPira.com. So let's get into the episode. I want to start by honoring you for taking the time to listen. You've gone through a lot and it's been a challenging time. And I'm glad that despite all of that, you are here. It's actually a big deal that you get to choose to spend time to consume content like this that will actually up level your spirit, your soul, your mind, your body, everything so that you get to make it a big deal. Okay, so treat yourself every day to something that you would do for someone that you love. Like 
treat yourself like you would treat the love of your life, right? So if you didn't do anything for Valentine's Day or whatever, like I really hope that you loved on yourself, you took care of yourself, and I hope that it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day for you to be treated well. So take yourself out for something, go for a massage or whatever, you're worth it and it will make you better for it, it will make everyone else better for it because as you are doing well, you are vibrating and emitting a frequency that is raising the frequency of others around you, okay? So when you're good, everyone else is good and the world is good and you're doing great and everything you desire is around the corner. Do you feel it? Because I do. Anyway, so my intention for this episode is to be of significant value for you. I really mean that I want for you to be happy with what you hear today, that it's going to make you feel good and confident and take action in some way. And in order for you to make these episodes better for you in the future, I really want you to email me. My, my email again is Rita at RitaPira.com. And I want you to tell me what I should know. Tell me what I should know to understand you and what I need to know about you, what you've been experiencing recently or as of late that I can be of value to you. And I will respond to your email directly, I promise. Okay, so let's get started. First, I want to share with you a way of thinking. Now, it doesn't mean that this way of thinking is true, but it's true that we can think this way. And I'd like for you to think this way with me during this episode. So that's okay. Yeah, cool. Okay, dope. Let's go. So here's the thing. Your mind is entertaining only what has value. So what this means is that it's paying attention to things that are replenishing, like exercise, meditation, play, And it pays attention to something that is possible to do and that would be good to have been done. So your mind's attaching interest and it's appealing to these things, okay? And then it attaches pleasure to doing what's good to have done and the satisfaction of having it done. And your mind is always seeing solutions, okay? So this is how the mind works, okay? The thing is, dysfunction occurs when you entertain what's good to have done, but not possible. Or when someone entertains what's possible, but not good to have done, right? So that leaves you with like regret or guilt or shame or something. But if you're thinking about what you should have done instead of what you did, it's like it's not possible at all. You're creating the dysfunction in your energy, in your being, because you're sitting here thinking about like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I should have done this instead. It's not possible for you to literally go back in time and change that. So you are causing a dysfunction. Your brain thinks it can do something about it, but it can't. And then the normal way to understand emotion is that it's coming from a situation that's happening or has happened, right? But the emotion is coming from the mind. It's not coming from the situation. It's not coming from what happened. It's coming from your mind because you're not experiencing an event or something in your environment. You're replaying it in your head and you're feeling the emotion all over again. The only reason 
a person's mind generates emotion or thoughts or sensations or creates a habit or feels an impulse, it's to cause a behavior in the form of an action for you to either do something or not do something. And this is true no matter how disturbing the emotion is. Your mind doesn't want you to be introspective or analyze yourself or anything like that. It wants you to run as fast as you can when a line approaches. That's literally the design of your brain. It's survival, straight up survival. Let me explain. So say you're in a freaking like safari jungle or something in Africa and you're watching the lions, right? Suddenly a zebra rolls through. And he sees the lion and he takes off running faster than ever. And you hear somebody say, wow, that lion really put the fear into that zebra. And everyone was like, yeah, wow, you know, did you see that? But it wasn't the lion or the environment that caused the zebra to run. It was the zebra's mind that made him run because he brought in information into the mind which caused the zebra to become focused, alert, motivated, and her legs got stronger for a short period of time so that she could outrun the lion to survive. Literally all created by the brain, not by the lion. The lion didn't do shit to the zebra to scare it or make it run. That's not what it was. It was literally the mind of the zebra going like, oh, this is not right. Okay, run. (coughs) The primitive part of our mind does what is vitally important, like breathing, digesting food, circulation, all that. And the advanced component of the mind was developed on top of it, like separated, not integrated. So they don't understand each other. They don't talk to each other. There's this miscommunication and it shows up in our language patterns. So people will say something like, I have to blank myself. Like I have to discipline myself. I have to control myself. I hate myself. I sabotage myself. I'm in, I'm my own worst enemy, right? So these are language patterns that show the two different facets of the mind. And this is often referred to as like your, the I and then yourself, right? So the I and the self, they're operating independently each with its own freaking agenda. So it's not helpful at all. They're like backstabbing each other, but not really. So we tend to identify with the advanced part of the brain, the mind, right? We usually call it I. And then the primitive part is what we usually call self. So the evolved advanced mind, I, doesn't understand the thoughts and emotions and behaviors that are generated outside of conscious awareness by the primitive mind self. This misunderstanding causes dysfunction, which is what you know it as self-sabotage. So from the RRT perspective, remember I did this training recently, rapid resolution therapy, there's no internal enemy and there's no self-sabotage. Parts of us are not against other parts of us. And this is the thing, we get to effectively communicate with and influence both facets of our mind. We can get them both on the same page and resolve any misunderstanding. Now, how do we do that with RRT? Huh? Anyway, so I did offer you a session. If you want one, you can email me. We can talk about it. I still have spots for a free spot. So Anyway, but the same mind-body mechanism that the zebra has that we were talking about for their survival in the wild, this is built into humans as well. 
But for humans living in the modern world, this response that like the zebra had toward the lion is useless because we aren't likely to encounter a predator that would cause our life to be dependent on speed, right? Like to run fast as we can. We're not running away from tigers and lions every day or anything like that. Right? So we have like the wrong equipment to navigate the situations of modern life. It'd be like if you were walking down the street in a scuba diving suit, but you're hailing a cab in midtown Manhattan, like the scuba suit is not useful there. Right. And then the same thing with me and recording this podcast, like I didn't want anyone to hear me. So like I sound different. I'm being weird. And it's like not helpful at all. Like this is making it worse. And I know that it's like okay snap out of it but i can't i'm scared ah what am i scared of nothing it's so stupid but this is literally how the brain works <laughs> it's so fucking funny too to be aware of it and to still like let it fuck with you um yeah so that's a perfect example though i think right this whole thing with like the survival brain letting the fear kind of block you and get in the way and then you know better but can you do better <laughs> this is so funny so here's the thing you might be thinking you might be like rita it's important for us to feel fear though for survival right but okay fear is like not necessary if you want to avoid getting hit by a car when you're crossing the street just being alert does the job right like you don't need to be fearful and the same goes for feeling anger like when you're feeling your feelings that's one thing but unconsciously expressing them can make things worse so for example if i let if i let someone feel the wrath of rita like the rita that i was before i started doing this work i would have made the other person that i expressed my anger to even more angry and that would pretty much cause the whole situation to escalate and get much worse which it has in the past you know what i'm saying um but when fear and anger increase, logic, reason, intelligence, and the ability to see solutions completely go out the window. So instead of spiraling down into allowing the primitive brain to run the show and let someone have it, and we can pause and we can choose to be intentional and solution-oriented. And when we do things with intention, we're conscious of the energy that we're bringing so what energy is behind something that you do like that is the energy of what you will receive like it really does dictate the outcome okay so i really want to get into this language pattern stuff so when you're saying i am or i'm whatever you are making that your identity so what is identity who you are rather than something about you or something you're experiencing. That's what identity is. Who you are rather than something about you or something you're experiencing, right? So some people's identity is like, I'm a mom, right? That's about them, but that's not them, right? It's interesting. I'm vegan, okay? But that's not me. That's something about me. That's my identity, it's really interesting. It's who you are instead of something about you or something that you're experiencing. And so when you're saying I am or I'm whatever, you're claiming it, it's loud, it's proud, and you're placing the energetic order to the universe. So you'll see it and you'll experience it. Everything after the words I am, I promise you, it shows up in your experience. 
especially when there's emotion, which is energy in motion behind it. So you want to avoid language that blocks your transformation. And I'll give you some examples. Now, if you go, I'm confused or I'm overwhelmed or I'm fat, you're describing a problem as either an identity or an attribute instead of it being a feeling or a sensation or a thought or a behavior. So if you were saying, I'm confused, you you would switch that to, I'm feeling confused, right? Because then it's not you, I am confused. You are not confused. You are who you are, right? So I hope this is making sense. So from now on, if you can catch yourself in the moment before you're describing yourself with I am or saying anything I am what, use the word feeling. I'm thinking, I'm behaving in this way. It's not I am, you are not that thing. Cool? Okay. Because these thoughts lead to beliefs that are experienced by you as truth. Rather than recognizing it as a belief, it's like true to you. And these are just thoughts on repeat. That's what beliefs are. Beliefs are just thoughts on repeat. If you're somebody who thinks like, oh, when men look at me, they think I'm fat or they don't find me attractive. You're saying it as if it were a fact, like the same way that you would be saying the temperature outside is 44 degrees today. And yes, I used 44. Of course I used 44. Come on. So sometimes it's not the belief itself that's being experienced, but it's the negative effects of the belief. That's what you're actually experiencing. So if you feel that, you know, whenever someone's looking at you, you think they're not finding you attractive. If you keep thinking that, it will form itself into a belief that feels true and that you will always feel the negative effects of it as you're experiencing it. And if you believe full-heartedly that that's true, why would you feel anything other than that? I mean, you are getting exactly what you're looking for. And this reminds me of when, back in the day when the day was back, I was super insecure and codependent and assumed every man was a liar, cheater, pumpkin eater because of my previous experiences, but I didn't connect the dots until much, much later, like pretty recently. I realized that my high school boyfriend's mom took me on these like secret missions to catch her husband cheating with her. And I'm like, wow, okay, that must have traumatized me and I didn't even realize it. Watching that, witnessing her, like go through his phone and things like that. That's what I ended up doing. I was getting what I was expecting. That's how powerful your mind is. So if you are feeling the same way, like, oh, all men want to hurt me and they're all liars and they're all cheaters and blah, blah, blah. If you actually believe that, then yes, that's exactly what your experience will be. It will affect the way that you interact because your energy, first of all, your behavior, it's not emitting the frequency of love and connection. It's vibrating fear, doubt, insecurity, and people can feel that. So you're not only affecting your connections with men, but everything and everyone in your field, in your orbit. And I want to give you a little bit of homework around this. I want around language patterns rather. So you might have language patterns that keep you in what I like to call the gray area. You say things like, I think, maybe, I don't know, I'll try, or I'm trying, right? Do you ever notice how much you say, I'll try, or I'm trying? (laughs) Perhaps when someone invites you to something, you don't confirm right away, and you might be like, maybe, I'll try, I need to check, yeah, I'll try to make it, right? 
But in that moment, you probably already know if it's a no or a yes. You'll say something like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to be more consistent with my podcast. Ha ha. Um, that's a dig at myself. I'm trying to eat after, I'm trying to stop eating after 8 p.m. I'm trying to be vegan. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's like either do it or don't. And why do you keep yourself in this like gray area limbo shit? So I don't want you to try to do anything anymore. I want you to decide that you're either doing it or not. And then have the integrity to follow through for yourself or for, for whoever is counting on you. You get to remove the word try from your vocabulary. You get to get out of the gray area and be more declarative, be more decisive, be more authentic, be more transparent, right? So if you said something like, oh, I'll try to stop saying try, <laughs> does that feel like it's actually going to happen? Or what if you said, I'm choosing to stop saying try? Do you hear and feel the difference there? One of them is sketchy and in a gray area, and the other is definite. It's happening. You can't count on somebody that says, I'll try. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like in your gut, you just know they won't do it. So either you are or you aren't. Yes or no. You already know in the moment. Your body told you long before your mind was trying to avoid the discomfort of it. It's so freeing to be transparent in the moment. And then later you don't have to follow up with them and tell them, no, you can't. When you already knew that you couldn't or didn't want to. Okay. So no more maybe. I don't know. I'll think about it. Just yes or no. No, just, no justification is needed either. Those are complete sentences, my dear. You take your power back by doing this because when you start being transparent and in integrity, you become more in alignment and you'll start to feel so good because you're being more authentic and standing in your power and then you get to request people to be honest and transparent and communicate what they're truly feeling versus avoiding because you want to be around that type of energy you don't want to be around that fake ass energy anymore since you leveled the fuck up since you're in integrity and you're in alignment now yeah <laughs> taking a stand for yourself and calling for other people to rise and show up with integrity when they engage with you that's what the fuck i'm talking about so don't be shy to call people out you might startle them and catch them off guard because they usually get away with staying in the gray area with saying, maybe, let me check and get back to you. I'll try. Yeah, I'll try to make it. Yeah. When they know it's a no, I'm like, oh, I'll try to be there. It's like, bitch, you know you're not coming. So like Yoda says, do or do not. There is no try. You either do or you don't. You are or you're not. You will or you won't. Yes or no. When you choose one, you'll have intentions and energy behind making it happen too. So if this is lighting you up, it's because your soul is wanting to get on board with this. But it is up to you to get your body to do it. Because your soul is trapped inside your body and your mind is the fucking gatekeeper. So the more you allow your soul to lead the way, the more magic will come your way. And that's all I have for you today, my darling. I hope you enjoyed this episode, even though I'm a little bit more mellow and quiet and my voice sounds sexier, I think. But anyway, please share this with somebody that you think this would benefit. 
them and uh, come check me out at readapira.com. And if you're good with websites, hit your girl up. I need some help. Join the membership or the coaching or both and make sure you're subscribed to get my free emails to elevate and uplift the fuck out of your soul esteem. Yes, I said soul esteem. Okay, love you. Bye.